Is The Bride of Frankenstein a good sequel to the original, or should it have stayed dead? Find out today on Really Old Movies. Welcome to Really Old Movies. I'm your host, Harrison Scullin, and today I'll be discussing The Bride of Frankenstein from 1935. Some essential movie details. Colin Clive, who played Henry Frankenstein, he needed to sit down for most of his scenes due to an accident from horseback riding. James Whale, the director of the first and this film, he thought this movie would not live up to the success of the original, so he decided to make it, in his own words, a memorable hoot. He tried to ham it up and make it a little more campy. Alright, so now we'll get into my thoughts on the plot. I gave it a 3 out of 5. I thought it was pretty good overall, but I really thought the ending was very anticlimactic with a monster he's burning down the castle and the bride is only in the film for about five minutes you know her name's in the title and the whole time they're kind of building up to this ending of it you know they find the body for her and try to pull it together and i i was just a little disappointed she's hardly in it i wish she was in it more and i wish she was utilized more and so because of that i gave it a three out of five i think they should have just called it you know, Dr. Frankenstein and Pretorius, you know, something like that, because the bride is hardly in it and is more of a plot device rather than um, the plot itself. All right. In regards to the acting, I also gave that a three out of five. I thought Colin Clive was really over the top and not really in a good way. You could definitely tell he was heavily, (laughs) heavily drinking and he just seemed a lot different from the first film, the first film, he's he had his moments of, you know, going crazy and whatnot, but he seemed very over the top in this movie. And and then a lot of his scenes, he was kind of annoying. Ernest Thessinger, who was Dr. Pretorius, he was really good. And so was Una O'Connor as Minnie. She was hilarious. And uh, as a side note, you know, if you've ever seen uh, Young Frankenstein, a lot of the characters and a lot of the scenes in that movie Um, come from this movie, not from the original Frankenstein. So I thought that was interesting. Um, A lot of the tropes you think of of the Frankenstein, they're actually in this movie, not in the first one. All right, Elsa Lanchester, she was um, the bride, and she also played Mary Shelley at the very beginning of the film. I just wish we saw more of her as the bride. You know, I, I really wanted to see more of her. She was criminally underused, but in the scenes she was in, um, she was a perfect, creepy, almost bird-like monster with her movement. It was interesting. But because she was underutilized, and Colin Clive was really over the top. And I liked Boris Karloff, but I agree with him. You know, he shouldn't have talked. I think the mystique of him not being able to talk uh, would have been better. In regards to directing, three out of five. I thought James Well, he did okay. But like I said, I wish we used more of The Bride. I don't know if that was his decision or if it was the studios, but yeah, I, I was just not a fan that they weren't using her enough. I mean, her name's in the title, you know, and like I said, she's in it for maybe five minutes and it's the end of the movie too. It's not like in between or anything like that. So I thought it was pretty disappointing. All right. In regards to cinematography and special effects, I gave it a four and a half out of five. I thought the makeup was incredible, especially with the bride. I also really liked the camel work done 
that made the small people for Dr. Pretorius. I thought that was really cool. It was very strange, like kind of out of place, but really cool work that they did with that. And the only real issue I had, which is why I don't give it a five out of five, is with the monster himself. I know he was on fire in the last one, but the makeup work and all that and his costume, it almost looked like an in-between stage, like before they finished putting on the makeup. It, it felt unfinished and not as detailed as in the last one. So I didn't like that as much. And yeah, it, like I said, it just felt like it was unfinished. All right. In regards to the music, gave it a four out of five. Thought it was really good. Love how it sets the tone of the movie and is much more memorable than in the other Universal Monster movies. Um, but I wish there was more of it. It's only about 10 or 20 minutes worth of music. It's very sparingly used throughout the film. I wish there was more of a score. All right, so tallying that all up, that brings my letterbox score to a three and a half out of five. So would I recommend this movie? Yes, I would. It's a very, I'd say it's a pretty faithful sequel to the first, and it's a fun movie, but keep in mind the bride is hardly in it, and when she's in it, it's for the last few minutes, and that brief introduction with uh, Elsa as Mary Shelley. So that's about it. And she doesn't really do much either. She just... Stands up from the table, looks around, screams, and then uh, Frankenstein's monster, he brings down the castle there and kills everybody in it. So it's like very anticlimactic. All right. Well, those are my thoughts on The Bride of Frankenstein from 1935. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to subscribe to our Instagram and Facebook at Really Old Movies, where I discuss details about the week's particular film. New podcast episodes are released Saturdays at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. All right, thank you so much. This has been Really Old Movies. I'm your host, Harrison Scullin. Take care.